Welcome to the Voice of Many podcast show with Yolanda and Vanessa. Good evening, everyone. Thank you for joining us. Our podcast would not be possible without you and our sponsor, Z-Funk Production. Today on our show, we're going to be starting an episode called We of Color. In this series, we're speaking to men and women of color and different nationalities, um, giving us their opinion on all of the the events that are taking place now dealing with um, relationships as far as our relationships that we have with minorities, people of different color. Welcome our guest, my friend and classmate, Alfred Williams. Well, hello, everyone. How y'all doing? Oh, it's good. Doing good. good. It's good having you on the show with us. Thank you so much no for, for taking this opportunity to be with us. Um, I'm glad I did the show. <laughs> thank you. Um, you did several months back a a video, um, uh-huh. which was outstanding. Um, before well, we go you. to that, will you please? Um, tell our listeners a little bit about you and where you're from. Okay, uh, my name is Alfred Williams. I'm from Montclair, uh, North Carolina. Um, as you know, I went to school with Yolanda. Um, I have three sons that um, I um, take care of. Well, they're grown now, but I have three sons, and uh, they all three live in North Carolina. And uh, I am a former um, U.S. Uh, military man. Uh, uh, I served in the Gulf War, and um, that's basically it. Okay. All right. Good. Good. Thank you for all that you've done for us, serving our country. Oh, no problem. Thank you. Um, so, going to your video that actually went uh-huh. viral, um, can you please elaborate and just talk about how it was so true? and how it's pertaining to still what is going on today? Well, you know, at first, whenever I did the video, you know, I had uh, I had a lot of issues with a lot of things that was going on. Uh, I had been seeing several videos on Facebook and YouTube how the black people, black people in, in their own community and treated. So, you know, I felt like it was uh, time for someone to say something other than these so-called athletes and movie stars, you know, so I made a video. I didn't know it went viral, though, but uh, I did get a lot of compliments from it about how the police is treating us black men and women. And, you know, I don't want to make it seem it's all about black people because I have seen where uh, white people and Mexicans get mistreated, too, but it seems that the media is focusing or on how black people are getting killed by these cops. So I just had to uh, do a video on that. And I thought that, you know, my insight would bring some clarity with how I feel about the situation because I am a father of three. And, you know, I just don't like the fact that how we are being betrayed and out, you know, in today's society, it's like we are, you know, all black people are bad. And that's not the case. True, true. So what, um, um, go ahead, Vanessa. Um, I was going to ask you, since you have three sons, have you had to 
sit down and talk to them about how they should represent themselves if they are approached by a police officer? Well, so I would call, you know, at first, you know, I could tell them, at first I just told them to be careful when they're out there on the street. And whenever um, the situation with the guy in Atlanta, Amaya, I, mm-hmm. I talked to one of my sons because he's still, I ain't gonna say he's a wild child, but he's the most outspoken. And, but then, you, as a black man, you can't sit here and, and tell you, your son or daughter, you know, mm-hmm. if you get stopped by a police officer, this is the way you should act. Because I've noticed that even though a black man or young man goes out and he does everything that a cop's telling him to do, you know, the cops still use a sexual force. They dragging them out of their car and all this other stuff. So, you know, you can't go out and say, son or daughter, you know, if the cops pull you over, do what they say because that's not the case because they still doing bad things to our black men and our women. So the only thing that I can tell them now is I don't think all how they're being treated, even if we do what the cops say, you know, Whenever you go out, you know, just do what you got to do. Be safe and come back home. That's it. Because you can't you can't sit there and talk to uh, your son or daughter and tell them, you know, do everything right. But then when you do it, the cops still mistreating you. And that's, that's starting to happen a lot still as of the day. So if, if I were to give any of my son any case, uh, I talk about, what to do, I just tell them, you know, do what you got to do to get home. Because you can do everything right, but if that cop is in, that in his head and he's going to bring harm to you, that's what's going to happen. Yeah. Hmm. yeah, I mean, it's <clears throat> we're at a situation now that where, like you're saying, it's no matter what you do. You could be doing the right thing and still doing the right thing you may get killed. You may get arrested. May get roughed up. I mean, so mm-hmm. I mean, so we're like stuck, and it's like now they're being even more harder on us for speaking up, and it shouldn't be that way. It really shouldn't be that exactly. way. I mean, <clears throat> and, and you you know, it's like you say, it's not just the the blacks. You look at the Mexicans. Look how they have been separated from their families. I mean, yeah, that was wrong. I mean, regardless if you're here illegally or not, separating a, a child from their parent and just, that's just ripping them apart. I mean, that's a mental scar that you you don't get over. You know, there's a process and there's a way of doing everything. You know. As you know, they they are trying to make these laws about crossing the river of all this and that. Okay, you make the law. Okay, but you don't separate a child from their parent. Um, um, I can't, I'm not going to look at the stuff saying that it's right or wrong for them to cross over the border to come here. You know, everybody wants an opportunity to live free. And if you ask me, living in the United States, you're not living free. Because, we still, you know, people don't want to hear this. He's still enslaved. Yeah. Yeah. We're still enslaved. I mean, we can't. Ain't that we can. We can put up here talking to Taylor Derrick about the vote. Yeah, we need to vote. 
or I need to get Trump out of office. Because uh, Trump, I think he's doing a terrible job, you know. Uh, I, I, you know, I, I ain't going to sit up here and say that Trump is and this, he did and he's that. All I know from what I've seen in his presidency, he's just doing a terrible job. And, you know, they, they talk about all these uh, lies and uh, doom and all this and that, you know. Instead of Trump trying to unite us people, ask people, he's just dividing us more and more. And as you can see, he don't even comment on what's going on as far as uh, Black Lives Matter. Uh, he, he don't have them comment on COVID-19, which is affecting a lot of black people. It's affecting a lot of people, but it's still affecting a lot of black people more. And, uh, you know, I think that us as people, we need to connect with our young people and let them know that, hey, no matter what you do, you must get home. Mm-hmm. Uh, if that take, to me, if that takes you pulling out your phone, and videotape a cop, do it. Mm-hmm. You do it. You know, if you see a police car, you're ready to pull you over, put out your video, stop because You know, that's another thing that irritates cops also. It's whenever you pull a video, your camera out, stop video. But think about that. If you got a video on these cops and it's live, they can see how you be in the street. I don't, yeah, I don't tell my son that, but. I think they know, that, you know, the way situation is now with the cops and black people. That that's the main thing they need to do: pull that video camera out and start recording. Yeah, I think that um, we all need to purchase, no matter if you're black, white, Hispanic, um, Puerto Rican, whatever it may be. Um, purchasing a dash cam will be best in all of our interests um, because, yes. you know. Yes, we do say black lives matter, but everyone lives matter. You know, if the police mm-hmm. protect themselves, I mean, we have to protect ourselves as well, and we should. Yeah. And see, everybody, see, this is another thing I don't understand how, when we say black lives matter, then everybody takes that out of context, and then they say, oh, black lives matter too. But see, you take, see, people take that out of context, what we are trying to say, right. because if you look at, What's going on? Yes, you know, cops are killing white people too. Don't get me wrong, but they, it's not escalating the way they're treating us. Mm-hmm. And I don't want nobody to uh, listen to this podcast and, and think that I'm bashing white people. That's part of my time because we have, you know, in this small town. I, I'm from a small town, and you know, you know this, yeah. and we have the incident here where. You know, they call these women Karen, you know, the ex like Karen, the this and that situation. In my small town, I think the cops, when they came to the situation, they handled it very well. Yeah. But in years, you still got some people out there that want to go back from the 50s and beyond that. You know, that's not going to be the case, though. You know, we got too many educated black people out there that, you know, that can put a stop to that. But if we don't fight together and stand together, then we will always lose. Mm-hmm. We'll always lose. Yeah, that's so true. So true. Because I want 
what's happening now to not repeat itself later for my children and get better. Because a lot of things that we're doing and seeing now, history books is something that's already happened before. It's where we shouldn't have these same problems. But I know we've sugarcoated over it and try to say, oh, it went away. It's not there. It's not real. But it is. We've just not had it so in our face as it is now. I mean, just like with we having... um, ICE taking these people, we've basically recreated concentration camps. They're stuck there. They can't get out. They can't see their families. They're getting sick. They're not being taken care of. Yes, they're not actual citizens here, but they're still human beings and should be treated better than what they are. We all should be treating each other better than what is happening right now because it shouldn't be happening. If we have learned history and sat in history class and social studies, we shouldn't be repeating and making the same mistakes people before us have made. We should be making better choices than this for everybody and their children and our future children. Well, you know, I think that if, if the COVID-19 wasn't going on right there and all these uh, uh, cops killing black people, that the focus would be on those kids that being uh, those concentration camps right now. But, you know, it seems like they don't put that on a bad battle because at one time they were talking about how ISIS is taking these kids and that Spanish kids and putting them in these camps and from their parents and the parents don't know where they are. Mm-hmm. The government ain't trying to help the parents find their kids. And, and that, that's the sad part about the whole situation. You know, the government ain't trying to relocate these kids with their family. And, uh, you know, uh, Trump tried to say that the uh, Obama administration, you know, the one that was doing it, the Bush administration, I don't care what your administration is doing it, put the kids back with their family. Mm-hmm. That's the main thing. Yeah. And then you got, like they say, you know, the cops going out here killing our black kids. Even killing grown people. I, I, I need to say that uh, George Floyd was a grown man. And he lost his life. Uh, what's her name? Breonna Stewart Taylor was a grown woman. She lost her life. Mm-hmm. Amara Aubrey was a, was a grown man. He lost his life. So it ain't all about our young kids. It's about us as an adult being killed. I'm not saying all cops are bad, but the ones that are good, you know, they need one need to step up and say, hey, look what you're doing is wrong. And they're not doing that. But nobody's, you know, taking up for the first black man. No one wants to take responsibility for something no, that they, they don't. technically no. don't want to have changed. Mm-hmm. And see, then, like, uh, uh, Taylor Lennon, you know, they didn't uh, arrested nobody, but her family her got husband. a settlement. Mm-hmm. And, uh, her family got a settlement. Now, how you going to give a woman Family settlement for a grown woman. Yeah, you know, your mother ain't gonna make up for that. Cops went in that house and killed this woman while she was asleep. And that's wrong. But, you know, can we do? We can stand up, talk about it, but it does no good. Mm-hmm. I mean, you got these um, athletes, so called athletes, now that's what really pissed me off. These 
so-called athletes um, mm-hmm. turn about and we as black people need to stay together. They're not with us. So I just found out uh, about, about three weeks ago that only 30% of NBA players is registered to vote. Wow. Is registered to vote. You know, you start voting at the age of what, 18, right? 18. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you got all these NBA players, you got all these athletes, NBA players. I don't know what baseball and football and hockey, I don't know what their average is for voting. But, you know, they're sitting up here trying to enforce that. Us as a minority, black men, women, that's or whatever, we need to get out there and vote. But they're not even registered to vote themselves. So when I hear an athlete sit up and talk like LeBron and all them, I just turn the TV off. Cause, you know, if they really want to support us as black people, they would be out there on the front line with the black people. But no, they in a they're luxury home from a talk. Anybody can talk from home. Mm-hmm. Anybody can do that. But I appreciate they standing up saying something, but look how long it took them to say something. They didn't say that Wakala Kaepernick got out of here uh-huh. a couple of years ago. So, you know, now, now they know that if they say something, they can't get in trouble when they worry about losing their endorsements. Because all that was about them losing money. That's why they didn't say that Wakala Kaepernick uh, said something. But look at all what Wakala Kaepernick was calling. Kaepernick a lot. Yes. Yes. So, you know, he lost a lot. Trying to stand up for us, so you know. And he still wasn't treated right. No, he wasn't treated right, and you know, like a lot of us, man, treated right. But he had a football at New York Stadium that was in the NFL. But if you look at baseball, basketball, none of them guys done that. Mm-hmm. So they didn't want to lose. They want to lose that money. But now that they know that by uh, standing up, saying what's, you know, what's right, they ain't going to lose no money. Everybody want to speak up. Mm-hmm. I don't need no athlete to speak for me or my board. I can speak for me and my board. I can speak for my neighbor's son. And like you said, it's not, we don't hate people of any race. It's just the ones that don't want change. We need change in order for things to get better. Yes. And I think that, that too. Yes, because I think that right now, our so-called president, he don't want to change. And that's another, I don't see how people can sit up there and say, vote for Trump. Yeah, he has not done nothing for this country. You know, he keeps saying that he's, uh, he thinks he's reacting well with COVID-19 and all this, they shut down the country. But still almost 20-some-thousand people have died that you don't hear talking about that no more. At one time, he stayed in the news talking about the COVID-19. He don't even talk about that no more. But we need somebody that's going to get in office. Now, I'm not saying that. But, you know, the only person that's running against him is Biden. Biden's better choice to talk. I'm not saying he would have been the best choice for president, mm-hmm. but right now, he's our best choice. The main thing we have to get out and vote. And if, yes, we got, we got. If you have not registered, please register and vote. 
It's so easy these days. Yeah, it's easy. And so, you know, one thing, I, now, I'm not into that bail-in motive. It's how, if, if y'all know that the U.S. Postal Service, how they got rid of all the machines. Mm-hmm. And uh, those machines sort the mail. Whenever they get mail and they put them in that machine, it sort out the mail. The U.S. Post Office don't have that machine. It takes time for them to sort out people's mail. Mm-hmm. So you do that mail in phone, it, it, don't tell how long it's going to take for that mail to get where it needs to get so they can count your ballot. So I Is say get out. At all? Yeah, get out, do early voting, find out when you're early voting here for your community, your city, your town, or whatever, and vote. Yeah. You know. And I know they are requesting 15 days in advance to mail in any mail-in votes, ballots. So they yeah. have to be in at least 15 days prior. Yeah. But, um, yeah, we, we want to, um, to thank you for being on the show and for expressing um, your love and compassion for people. And, and yes, we do. It's time for true leadership. Someone that actually has empathy and sympathy for people. Um, yeah. That put people before themselves because that's what a president's supposed to do. Yeah. So, thank well, you. I appreciate y'all having me on your show. And uh, I, I will start listening to your show now. <laughs> thank you so very <laughs> much. Yeah, so, uh, y'all take it easy and enjoy the rest of your day. And to our listeners, thank you for listening to the Voice of Many podcast. If you have any questions or suggestions, please contact us on our social media webpage. Please don't forget to subscribe to our channel and we will talk to you later.